0: Welcome to episode 218 of Panelology. I'm Alex.
1: And I'm Jenna. Hello. Howdy.
0: How we doing?
1: We're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it has been uh, a week. July has started. Gotta say, so far, not a fan. Yeah, no. No, yeah. uh, I uh, went to start to go pick up comics on Wednesday. My comic shop does curbside pickup. So I can safely do that, and my car wouldn't start. So this is the first week in literally years that I have not been to the comic shop.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I emailed them, I'm like, I don't know what the protocol is here. Do you want me to call in and pay over the phone?
1: (laughs) You were like, I promise I didn't die. Do not be worried and call the cops.
0: I mean, honestly, that was a little bit of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I think one other time, like at Christmas or something, I was a couple of days late or I just ran in and out and real quick and only one person saw me. And I did get messages from a couple of the employees being like, <laughs> are you alive? We didn't see you. It's
1: just weird, sir. It's just weird.
0: It is. It is. Um. So other than this week's book, the only thing I've read this week is the second uh harley quinn black and white and red mirka Andolfo on this one it was fun anything exciting in your week
1: i don't know that i would say exciting
0: i mean my bar (laughs) for exciting is more frustrating
1: more just the whole week was just frustrating uh it was just it was just frustrating alex
0: (laughs) that sounds right
1: it's been another week of weeks and i'm ready for those weeks of weeks to not be weeks of weeks
0: yeah I stand by my nesting doll theory of time for this current phase of human history where each month exists inside of the previous month which is then inside of the month before that. So to simultaneously July and somehow still June and still May and still April and still March. March is the big, the big Matryoshka on the outside.
1: I believe this theory. Yeah. Yeah.
0: None of these months has ended. We've just descended into a more concentrated form of time.
1: And it's gross and I hate it.
0: Yeah. Uh, somehow it's Grant Morrison's fault. I know it.
1: <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. He's so meta.
0: Um, I do not have a comic to spotlight this week, but I'm going to shout out a book. Can I, or a writer. Can I shout out a writer who sure. does not write comics, but I'd like to see do comics?
1: Yeah. Always. Sylvia,
0: Sylvia Moreno Garcia. I just finished this week while I had a lot of time being furloughed on work and nowhere to go and no way to go anywhere uh the book she published last year gods of jade and shadow she is a canadian mexican author who writes latinx genre fiction essentially um this was a story about a woman who accidentally releases a god whom her grandfather had killed like you do and had to help him get his throne back (laughs) in 1920s uh mexico
1: very interesting so it's like
0: Roaring Twenties and Mayan Mythology. Ooh. Yeah. She just released a new book called Mexican Gothic that is like European Gothic horror set in a mining town in Mexico. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I read the first chapter of it. It is even better so I'm
1: going to be adding these to my list.
0: Yeah. So there we go, and if some comics publisher out there wants to try to get her to write a comic, I would one hundred percent be here for it. Nice. The only other thing I've consumed this week that is new is making it on Hulu, which I'm sure is just syndicated. It is adorable. Hmm. It is absolutely adorable. They eliminated a contestant, and Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler, and <laughs> uh, Nick Offerman proceeded to sing a song about how sad they were to have to eliminate someone. The camera pulls out and there's the person they've eliminated on a banjo.
1: That's adorable.
0: Yeah. Um I I appreciate the energy of this show which is we're just glad you're here doing the thing and are going to make fun of the tropes of reality shows cuz those are dumb and not what we're actually here for.
1: <laughs> well, okay. I might I might watch that one then.
0: Yeah. Um it's I, just like
1: so not my jam. Competition show. I like like the makeup ones, sure. Yeah. I like some of the cooking ones, but the fucking added tension that they do and and try to incite drama. I'm just like, can you not though? Every can time, you just make the beautiful
0: thing? Every time there's one of those moments, like one of the one of the contestants is working, doing woodworking with like a saw. And she calls, hey, can someone get me a band-aid? And you're like, oh, did she cut herself on the song? Like, no. She had a blister on her heel where her shoes were kind of cutting into her ankle. <laughs> and then it cuts away to Amy Puller and Nick Offerman. Being like, Do you do you remember where you were when we found out that she had a blister on her heel? <laughs> I'll okay, never that's kind, forget. Of,
1: it's kind of adorable. All right.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not a reality competition person at all, but this is exactly the sort of gentle vibe i need especially because some of these people make really cool shit straight out of the gate um i recommend i recommend the energy of this thing right now Thanks. Nice. that's it i have no comics so other stuff i do i do do things that aren't comics sometimes <laughs> now the main event the reason we're here indeed curse words Woohoo! uh is it safe to say that this is one of your favorite comics.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty safe, yeah. Considering the fact that I spent $117 on the cursed edition of it, yeah. Fair. I, I don't, I, you know me. Do I spend money like that? No. Okay. Okay. Like, it's no. a it's a book. It's a book that's going to sit on my shelf, and I'm probably going to open five times. Okay, it's probably going to be way more than five times. But don't, you, shut up. How about that? Yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah.
0: It is a thing you want to be on your shelf in a nice format.
1: Yes. Because I, I love it so much.
0: And it was created by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colors were by Addison Duke, Michael Garland, and Ryan Brown, with flats by Michael Parkinson on the first arc. The holiday special was drawn by Mike Norton, and the letters were by Chris Crank. Indeed. Yes. So, what am curse words?
1: what am curse words uh curse words am a book about magical people who come from a magical world and break into the normal world and just wreck everything <laughs> everything they wreck alex they wreck everything they've already wrecked theirs so now they're coming for ours
0: yeah they they do wreck not even meaning to sometimes they wreck it yeah. all they might as well all be named Ralph. That is how much they wreck.
1: <laughs> I finally get that reference. I finally watched Wreck at Ralph. Oh, I still like, haven't. Like like last month. Nice. Yeah. It's cute. It's very cute. I haven't watched the second one. Apparently, I'm not supposed
0: to. It's okay. fine. I mean, you're still doing better than me.
1: I also watched Zootopia. Anyway, let's just talk about comics.
0: <laughs> sure. But Zootopia is a perfect movie. Let the record reflect. So this is weird without Brian here to step us through.
1: I know. He always gives us the rundown. Damn you, Brian.
0: (laughs) So we are talking about the first 15 issues. Let me see if I can wing a uh, quick summary. Uh, We are first introduced to Wizard, a wizard who is selling magic for sapphires. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he has three rules for his clients no wars, no cures, and no love. Yep. Anything else, anything else he will do, even if that means making you a being of pure platinum, so that your rivals in the recording industry cannot murder you. I can make word sounds with my mouth. <laughs>
1: Sometimes. Sometimes I can too.
0: He is accompanied by Margaret. Whom mm-hmm. we see take the form of various Australian creatures, mm-hmm. uh, including but not limited to kangaroo, platypus, and quokka, mm-hmm. uh, and he is suddenly attacked by another wizard from the world whence he hails, mm-hmm. whole world, who is there to kill him in the in the world because, oops, wizard was supposed to destroy Earth.
1: Yeah, instead he came here and got entranced by it.
0: Yeah, he he decided, "Mm, the people here are free, and I could be too. I like this idea. (laughs) I'm going to fleece them and also protect them, sort of, but do a very bad job
1: of it. A very bad job, because he doesn't actually, like, understand how the world works. Right. He just knows that he can benefit from it and he doesn't have to be like this evil bad guy.
0: Yeah. Um, because that's Syzygy's role. Yes. Syzy- Syzygy is the evil bad guy who keeps sending his wizards to kill Wizard. They continually fail at that job, including Ruby Stitch, Wizard's ex. Uh another wizard who competes to get to come to Earth to try to kill him. And then whom he throws back to the whole world, to the tigers, Mm -hmm. who are the enemies of Syzygy trying to dethrone him and take over whole world. Mm -hmm. Um, In the course of one of these fights, Wizard miniaturizes a la Kandor, a baseball field, and everyone in it, and another 400,000 people who are watching that game, because they saw him absolutely dead ass murder the wizard who was trying to kill him <laughs> and he doesn't want to be feared so better there not be witnesses he uh, dropped them in a bottle and i'm pretty sure that bottle becomes whole world that is my current working theory okay
1: um am i doing i'm i'm trying really hard not to do spoilers for the second half
0: i mean i there's enough in the first half that i'm pretty sure we've basically all had all but had that confirmed okay um there's a very early panel where like Syzygy walks out of the building he's in and it's a baseball stadium yeah so certainly he claims at one point that wizard is responsible for whole world's creation and current state yeah um wizard uh has his magic cut off from him by Syzygy, so he has to start finding magic in the world by believing um it's like going to (laughs) peter pan (laughs) and clapping so hard that tinkerbell comes back to life except if wizard did it tinkerbell would tinkerbell would stay the fuck dead because he's basically consuming people's belief by turning it into magic right. and does not realize it <laughs> uh. um the same thing goes for ruby stitch who ends up having her powers cut off after she fails and also has to make her own magic um, she is... And, and
1: and what is her magic? Because her magic is not belief.
0: It's dance.
1: It's party magic.
0: Party magic.
1: That's right.
0: The purest kind of magic, I hear. Eat, I have no idea. Eat that good, good dance fuel. Yes. Um, the two of them remain at odds until Margaret is kidnapped by the government, who is trying to, while working with Wizard, to stop whole world incurring into... Earth wants some leverage over him, so they yeah. kidnap Margaret for leverage, and then the two of them fight and then hate fucking the sky.
1: yeah, that and was an interesting scene.
0: Their angry sex magic goes to Margaret, which is great because there's a spoiler that I'm not sharing yet okay um, and then. Eventually, Margaret is released and makes an earthling wizard friend and uh maybe has a secret shadow organization of her own definitely has
1: a secret shadow organization of her own
0: yeah uh all the while there is a human intelligence agent named Shock Zock who is onto Wizard and trying to fight him at every step and ends up thrown into whole world and learns maybe wizard is responsible for his son's disappearances, and oops, they're in the whole world, and oops, they dead.
1: Oops. (laughs) Oops, because it's been, like, thousands of years. (laughs) Yes. Turns out it's been
0: thousands of years. And uh, he is not happy, and is ready, I think, to take the fight to Wizard, And I think that's every salient detail in the first 15 issues save one major one what major one margaret's oh yes, history okay. let's say
1: yeah yeah the the big final reveal
0: yes which i feel like actually they make kind of obvious early on in a very nudge nudge wink wink way but we get confirmed at the end of this yeah
1: line. i think before that you get like this little like uh, something weird is going on here she's way more connected to these two than they let on
0: There was Um, a very, like, you know those cutaways on Archer where six different groups of people are having different conversations, but they cut away between them and every conversation flows into the other? Yeah. There was kind of one of those, and I think issue five or six, maybe, somewhere around there, that, like, really heavily implied this twist just in the way that, like, you turn the page and this conversation maybe keeps going, maybe doesn't. Yeah. This is a lot of fun.
1: It is so much fun.
0: I need... I feel like this would be right in, say, Netflix or... Oh my god. Even, like, Adult Swims, Wheelhouse, some sort of, like, two to three season animated series.
1: I feel like I need it both ways. I need it animated and I need it live action and I won't be mad to have them both at the same time.
0: That's fair. <laughs>
1: <I'm> <laughs> and leading... they can just be the same thing and one is animated. I don't... <laughs> I don't care. I just need them both. Because I think it'll just be fucking gorgeous animated. But I also want to see people in these roles.
0: What if they Beowulf it? And animate it, but animate it so specifically that it just falls into the uncanny valley. As I say it, that sounds bad. Never mind. Right. Yeah. No. (laughs) No,
1: thank you. No, thank you. Having seen Beowulf, no, thank you.
0: I, I, I didn't see it. I consciously didn't see it.
1: You made the smart choice.
0: Yeah. Uh, most movies I unintentionally don't see. It and Spider-Man 3 I consciously did not see.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, I would watch Spider-Man 3 3,000 times before I'd watch Beowulf again, but that's just me. If you're into
0: it, that's fine.
1: But like, that's just me.
0: If your aesthetic is damp, Tobey Maguire, I get it.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.
0: I don't. <laughs> i messaged messaged you about this which obviously you know but segues (laughs) the entire time i was reading this this time i mean i'd read i feel like i'd read the first arc a couple of times before this and the second arc maybe once it's my first time reading the third uh the entire time i was reading this I realized this about halfway through the second arc. I was reading Margaret in Darcy Carden's voice.
1: Yeah. And that's so perfect.
0: Um, I have always read Wizard in H. John Benjamin's voice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in that way, like the animated version could have different actors because um, I don't see H. John Benjamin as as Wizard in
0: this. No.
1: Doesn't mean he couldn't do it and make it amazing, though.
0: That's true. Um, I did earlier mistake a gif you sent me of one of the Winchesters as being your suggestion for <laughs> Weezord. That
1: would be Jensen Ackles, Dean Winchester. And I. it wasn't, but now it is. <laughs> <laughs> now it's super duper
0: is. I And I feel like there could not be two more disparate things to be consuming at the same time. But I would read an arc of this yesterday and then watch a few episodes of The Good Place and then read another arc of this. So I've basically cast this entire show in my head with Good Place actors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except Cheedy. Cheaty doesn't exist in this world.
1: No, he's too good for this world. Yeah. He's much too good for this world. But Eleanor could be Ruby Stitch.
0: Eleanor yeah. would make an excellent Ruby Stitch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kristen yeah. um, Bell just fucking things up. That would be so, well, just I, uh, be Eleanor again.
0: I would not mind, granted he might be a little old, but I would not mind Ted Danson as Wizard. Yeah. If we could get a time traveling, like, cheers era Ted Danson. It's just because of the white
1: hair, isn't it?
0: No, it's because of the (laughs) jawline. I feel like the jawline is so important for Wizard. What I did not mention is whenever he loses his powers, his beard goes away.
1: It goes away. And his hair is, like, short and everything. It's crazy. That's, that's, when his hair is gone, like, when his beard is gone and his hair is short that is jensen ackles you're totally yeah. right And
0: i feel like i feel like in those moments his jawline is so important that like i keep picturing like ted danson or john stamos or someone else who has matthew bomer matthew bomer has the jawline. oh for him. Matt, bomer matt
1: bomer would be perfect matt
0: bomer gets it actually yeah, yeah.
1: oh sorry jensen ackles
0: we agree it is so resolved yeah. Um, but he, imagine... He's good at
1: being evil, though. He's good at being evil and snarky, yeah. so he could be Syzygy.
0: I mean, that's true. He could be Syzygy. Mm-hmm. But, and I, I feel like I'm only saying this because he said Matt Bomer, and I've been watching a bunch of Doom Patrol lately. We could also have Alan Tudyk be Syzygy.
1: Oh, Alan Tudyk could just play anybody in this, and not I would true. be happy. He sh- he's not French, and... His French accent is uh, interesting, but he could be Jacques Jacques, and it would fucking wreck me because it would be hilarious and also heartfelt.
0: Mm. Lucky Yates would make a very funny Jacques, Jacques. Oh,
1: <gasps> yeah. Okay. No, you're right. That's done. Cast it. <laughs> We're done. This is it.
0: It's a good cast together. Like I could see, I could see Matthew Bomer and Oh my god, and uh, Eleanor Veronica Mars, Kristen Bell. Thank you. Like, Matthew Boeberg, Kristen Bell, and the whole group, like, playing off each other so well. Yeah.
1: I need it. I need this. Somebody, somebody do this thing.
0: Yeah. Somebody get at us. (laughs) We will be co-execs on it. How's that?
1: Well, I'll just, I'll just, like, suggest some casting options, and you don't even have to pay me. You just take the, take the casting.
0: We'll (laughs) be be (laughs) co-execs on it, and we'll be paid. Thank you. (laughs) Don't give it away for free.
1: Well, if I'm doing more work than just, you know, saying, hey, you should cast this person. Then, yeah, pay me more for my work.
0: Casting is a perfectly viable job that deserves to be paid, too. True, you. it
1: does. But, like, they'll be doing the casting and I'll just be saying, hey, you should get this person.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think I'm looking for a more active role in this process. Ah, uh,
1: Okay. I just want to enjoy it.
0: That's fair. you know me i only enjoy a thing if i get to work on it if i don't actually work on it i don't care at the end of it
1: but you read so many comics
0: well that's true but there's an (laughs) exception to every rule what was the last play or musical i went to see that i didn't work on
1: i have no idea
0: me neither
1: (laughs) that's because you're always working on a play normally
0: I mean i've had opportunities to go see things and didn't take them because i felt like i needed to be at rehearsal instead uh-huh. anyway anyway I, th- I think we've digressed yes <laughs> yeah just a little so much of the tone and style of this book come from its art
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: ryan brown and company but like Like to the point that I think it makes sense that in the in the print editions, I think in the single issues it was this way: Ryan Brown and Charles Soule are given credits together. They're not listed as writer artist. Yeah, I think so much of this world and world building comes from his designs and art in this book that it would not it would not even begin to be the same thing. It almost feels
1: like Charles Soule goes to Ryan Brown and says, "What do you want?" to draw these people doing it has to. (laughs) like like, i have a plan i know how to get from a to z what are all the other letters
0: (laughs) i would not doubt this at all in fact i'd be shocked if it weren't the case i mean as closely as they clearly work together on this thing they've got to be one of those pairs that's like page six i don't know however many panels you want ryan they fight (laughs) <laughs> and maybe fuck.
1: <laughs> well, I I think the that part is that part was arguably definitely. more important than the fighting.
0: Yes, but yeah, you know, one leads to the other.
1: In their case, yes,
0: because they are monsters, all of them.
1: Hey, man, some people have a good hate fuck. It's fine.
0: That's fair. I should not. <laughs> I should not. Kink shame. That doesn't feel like the that's, right word. I don't
1: think that's a kink. I'm sure a that's hate fuck isn't a kink, kink right? Like. You're not just into it. You are just in. Sorry. You are just into it because you hate them in that moment.
0: That feels like somebody's kink. Oh. It's a big world out there.
1: If you only fuck people you hate. Oh. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody's going to have to tell me that's their thing, and I really don't want them to tell me that's their <laughs> thing. I just can't imagine it. Anyway.
0: Yeah. The other thing that is in. This set of issues is the first holiday special. Oh yeah. Uh this was the winter special,
1: yeah. I believe so. Let me hold on. I have them both. Let me pull them up. Yeah. The meet meat Yep.
0: Yeah. Which I think is also a good chance to talk about Syzygy's other wizards.
1: Yes. Every one of them.
0: Uh at the beginning of this counting wizard, he has the nine. Mm-hmm. He goes through the nine very quickly.
1: Oh yeah. And like literally through them.
0: Yeah. Uh each of them is powered by a different kind of gemstone that mm-hmm. can enhance their magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them have different emos for how they fight and what their magic is. The the most, I'm going to say worst, not because, like, I think the character design is bad, quite the opposite, but because, like, I'm s- I'm a little sad that this exists in my brain and will forever and ever always after this is the carbuncle.
1: Yeah, the, the carbuncle is, um, like, if, yeah. if you can just imagine what that sound is like, that's the carbuncle.
0: He is to scale a tiny man who floats around on, like, a cloud, Mm -hmm. and uh, all of his magic is basically disease and boil-based.
1: Yeah, he's pestilence.
0: Yeah. Um, his, His, like, magic staff is this really thick rod with a pair of gems at the end that he just kind of leaves sitting in his lap when he shoots magic off at other people, which is just an image. It is just an image that will never leave my brain. Um, to the credit of everyone who made it happen. And also to uh, uh, just like 5% my inevitable undying scorn for all of them. <laughs> um, there is also Silly Bee, who I think is my favorite.
1: Silly Bee is th- the best. With um, her with her father.
0: Yeah, everyone is creeped out by <laughs> Silly B, and I get that, but I dunno. Kid wizard who keeps her father's severed head tied to her torso and occasionally reanimates him and has conversations with him after he finishes begging for death.
1: So I don't necessarily think that she's a kid. I think she's just eternally childlike.
0: That's probably more and, accurate. And
1: yeah. also if I if I can get some genre crossing or some 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 somebody to try out a new job <laughs> just for the hell of it Uh when they do cast this, if they could just get Teeny Howard, that'd be great <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, um, there is a scene at one point where Silly B basically single-handedly terrifies an entire tiger camp, and that is one of my favorite <laughs> moments in these first three volumes because she's fucking terrifying yeah, but in- it's also just just adorable enough yeah it's, she seems to adds, mean so well.
1: That adds to the terrifying part of it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me as someone who would read from a book covered in human flesh if he found it in a river.
1: Yeah. Why is it in a river?
0: I don't know. That seems to make it worse.
1: Okay. Yeah. It just
0: washes up on a riverbank and, and you, you can pick still it up and it's totally it dry. read from and
1: it's, yeah, no, uh, no, no, thank you. No, yeah. no, thank you.
0: Like the skin is a little clammy, but the paper is totally dry. <sighs> Bone dry, Ouch. if you will.
1: Alex no don't read from the book
0: can it get any worse than it
1: is yes it can always get worse we've proven I think 2020 has proven it can always get worse so don't make it um
0: (sighs) well the good news is I've yet to find the book good I at least have enough sense not to play cursed board games that I find in old construction sites Jumanji
1: (laughs) all right so the other wizards that we have we have, what? what is Bochco? I, I know what um, they say at some point.
0: He is a hog tar.
1: Hog tar. That's it. It's
0: bottom half hog, top half tar? man. <laughs> uh, I almost said it. I almost said top half tar. <laughs> Not as a joke. Caught myself at the last moment. Um, we meet him and his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is his wife, who is also Hogtar, and one mm-hmm. of his children is Hogtar, and the other is top half hog, bottom half person Hogtar.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because you don't think about that very much. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a, a, a hog version of a minotaur.
0: Yeah. And I'd like to point out very, I, I, I went back and double checked this when I thought about it. Um... In whole world, at least, centaur pants only cover the rear legs, not the front legs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no, true. It's no four-leg pants situation.
1: Correct. And he really
0: hates wizard So much. Hates Wizard so much. Not a fan of Syzygy, though, either. Like, he, his yes. whole scheme is just to kind of run off with his mistress, who is one of the other wizards. Yeah. And kill wizard and live on earth
1: and uh the wizard that he is in a relationship with isn't that lady violet
0: yes Who's who is the brother sister of yeah. yeah
1: the sister of cornwall the initial wizard that comes to fight wizard in the real world and uh he sucks let's just say he sucks yeah he is oh he's second best he thinks he's second best to wizard but he's just super not
0: no not even <laughs> not even close I mean, if we're accepting that Wizard is the best, Ruby Stitch is at the top with him.
1: I think Ruby is the best.
0: I think Ruby probably is the best. Yeah.
1: She just doesn't give a fuck enough.
0: Yeah. Um, silly Bee, I think, has to be near the top. The ability mm-hmm. to bring back dead people is, I think, automatically puts you on the A-list. Indeed. Um, I don't know. I feel like Carbuncle also has to be A-list, but that may just be how much he's going to forever live in my nightmares.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's very powerful, but I don't think he really holds a candle to the others.
0: No, we'll call him B-list. Yeah. Uh, there's also the one who's invisible, who I always forget about until I see a speech bubble. (laughs) I remember- So does
1: everyone else. Oh my God, I can't wait till you get to the, the beach. Issue, that's that's one of the holiday specials, the summer holiday special. Oh, it's so fucking hilarious.
0: I have not read past volume three, but I am convinced that like we're gonna eventually get the. Oh yeah, no, he came over when Lady Violet or Ruby Stitch did, and has just been hanging out on Earth, fucking shit, fucking shit up. (laughs) I am I am just waiting for the. Yeah, he's been here the whole time, but he's invisible, so fuck you. Yeah. Moment. I'm curious to see where. The new wizard that we see join the, I guess five.
1: At that yeah, point. yeah. Because the one wizard that we don't really know much about, I guess, perished well before this. Yeah. Um, and that's Caruso. She's the green gem. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm flipping through this, and I just got to like close to the end where they're opening their gifts, and Silly B is pulling out like a dead bunny and a dead rat. And she's just so fucking happy. Um, Yeah, we'll talk about the holiday special in just a second.
0: Yeah. Um, I am I am waiting for the inevitable. I'm sure it will happen. It will never happen. Uh, Curse words, Steven Universe crossover. (laughs) What with all their gemstone magic. Indeed. My brain is a nightmare. That is what I'm saying right now. My brain is a nightmare. I can't not think of these things. Uh, Is there anyone we didn't we didn't cover?
1: No, I think that's it. I think that's all of them.
0: So this holiday special.
1: This holiday special, the Meat Meat, they create a terrifying monster of dead parts. I thought it was kind of
0: cute. (sighs) It's got that little pug face.
1: Oh, no. It's so gross. It's so gross. But Silly Bee reanimates it and they name it Jane. (laughs) And then the wizards all have to hunt it. Because yeah. that's their dinner. <laughs> it's just so fucking weird.
0: It is. Um. <laughs> I love that Wizard has cheated at this for years too.
1: I've also I've changed my mind on who gets to be Ruby Stitch. It's Aisha yeah. Tyler.
0: Yes, here for it.
1: Yeah. I, Sorry. That's yeah. yeah.
0: I definitely had that thought at some point while reading this was like, no, I'm putting too many Archer actors in this, but since you said it, I'm gonna say hell yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Just just all the snark that's given out. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Any more thoughts on this?
0: Um, are there five volumes or six?
1: I believe there are six.
0: Okay. I think I've got through five now because there is a humble bundle out right now that is a bunch of image stuff. And I think it included one through five of this.
1: Mm. There are, well, it might be five. There are twenty. 20- Five issues.
0: Okay. Plus two holiday specials. Yeah. So I think it's going to be just the five. So I think I've got all of this now. Nice. I will probably finish this pretty soon. Hell yeah. Um, This is fun. Do it. This is fun. They are all monsters. I need that animated series. Get at me.
1: Yeah. The best part of this is that they are all monsters, but they're not like... At least the, the, the good ones are not like monsters because... They don't give a fuck. They're monsters because they don't know better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, it's... The road to hell is paved with good intentions is kind of just the, the first law of this book. Yeah. Um, I also had to go back and check at one point and just make sure that the baseball team that was candored was not the Tigers. Mm. There was nothing identifying them as such on the couple of pages in that stadium. But I would not be surprised if we learned that, like their mascot, was the tigers.
1: Huh.
0: Um. I think that's it. I think that's all I got.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the first three volumes, that's that's pretty much as far as you can go until you. There's this one moment at it's pretty close to the end of volume four, I think, and then goes through volume five, goes into volume five. Um that I keep thinking happened on season one of Doom Patrol <laughs> because it is that fucking bonkers. I'm like, wait, because I was, I was doing like a, a quick rewatch where I would just go through and watch the previously ons. Yeah. And the, the right before season two came out. And I'm like, well, but when did the thing with the Eiffel Tower happen? And it super didn't. And it like super didn't. And then on my second reread of this book I was like, "Oh shit, that's right."
0: <laughs> that does have some big doom patrol energy though.
1: It has oh man, when you get to it you're going to be like, "How did this how is this not a doom patrol thing?" Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, just before the painting eats Paris, the Eiffel Tower runs away. It's the Vegas <laughs> Eiffel Tower, but <laughs> um cool. Well, I think that means it's time for the long box book report. It's the long box book report. Fuck you.
1: Ugh, I had two of them.
0: You did. I
1: did. I did have two of them.
0: How, <sighs> how lucky you are to be alive right I'm now.
1: So lucky. I'm so lucky. So I had vigilante number 29 from 1986. Do you got credits on that? Nope. Handy? Okay. Let me try and find the credit page.
0: I think we decided it was edited by Marv Wolfman.
1: Um, Yeah, it was. Uh, the writer was Paul Kupperberg. The penciler was Todd Smith. I'm trying to like read this through a loop of wire. <laughs> um, the inker was Rick Magyar. Am I saying that right? I think so. Augustin Moss was the letterer and, oh, I can't even. Tajana Wood was the colorist. Cool. Yes, maybe. Tatiana. I can't read it from here. I don't know. Um, and yeah, Marv Wolfman edited this, and this is Vigilante, and, um, it's in the middle of some shit that had already happened. How
0: uncharacteristic of a long box.
1: But this was, it says that this is, like, the first issue of a new art, and it is, only in that it ties up everything from the fucking last issue. (laughs) 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 What the hell, my dude? So, if
0: memory serves, you chose this one over whatever the other option that week was specifically because it said it was the beginning of a new arc.
1: Yeah. Yeah, super did. So we have a new vigilante. Um, I'm trying to remember what everybody's names are because I am not a vigilante person. Not Not super into vigilante. So I'm going to look up all their names. Smart. Oh, man. It's like none of these people. Oh, there we go. So this is Adrian
0: Chase. Ooh, Adrian Chase. I know that name. He was my least favorite villain on Arrow. Well, there you go. So this is. (laughs) He's from the season that almost made me drop the show.
1: This is the end of Adrian well well after, actually. It's well after Adrian Chase has stopped being vigilante. And it is just after Alan Wells has stopped being vigilante because hey, guess what? Alan Wells just got murdered by Adrian Chase for being a bad guy. I also Um, know the name
0: Alan Wells. He's our controller at work.
1: Hey. Well that's weird. (laughs) Is he is he secretly killing people as vigilante?
0: He's an old white man, so maybe.
1: Maybe. Could be. It's possible. But the current vigilante Is Dave Winston, Adrian Chase's bailiff? Because Adrian Chase is a judge. So was Alan Wells. I just, I don't, I don't know. This, so it ties up everything that went down between Adrian Chase and Alan Wells, which is that Adrian Chase killed Alan Wells for being a murderous vigilante. And the beginning of Dave Winston's run as vigilante. And during this whole thing, he's trying to like get advice from Adrian because I guess he... He knows that Chase killed Wells, but he thinks it was the right call. I'm just so... I'm just so... I'm just so confused by everything.
0: (laughs) And it's not even an expert book.
1: Nobody in this... is good, (laughs) except maybe the hard-boiled detective, who is actually trying to get to the bottom of corruption, and his boss is like, stop looking into it. What would it look like if two judges were implicated in a murder case, and all this other it's like it would look like they are going to get justice for everybody who was murdered and all this and all this and all this the people who did it are going down that's what it would look like to me is all i'm
0: saying you you described this character as hard-boiled and then said who is actually and i thought the next words out of your mouth were going to be a giant talking egg
1: (laughs) i mean it's comics so it could have been yeah
0: this is this is that lesser known vigilante Howard the Duck crossover.
1: Indeed. That fit right into my conspiracy corner. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. I, I, there's really not much to tell about this other than a bunch of mobsters are suddenly getting killed off for some reason that we don't know yet because it happens in the next issue. Dun
0: dun dun. Um Dead mobsters always mean huntress,
1: yeah
0: i'm assume I'm going to assume it's huntress I'm not going to read it, but I'm going it, to assume it's huntress I'm,
1: i I want that to be what it is, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, well, was your second long box any better mm,
1: mm, well, mm, well, well, mm.
0: it has flaws on a different set of criteria is what I'm hearing in the well ums,
1: sorry, I'm pulling it up so. This one was The Adventures of Superman number 428 from 1987. It's called Personal Best. I'm I'm trying to find the creative team. I don't know where this page is going to be.
0: So is this the inspiration for that episode of Seinfeld where they all bet each other that they can go the longest without masturbating? Is that what the Personal Best in question here is?
1: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. No.
0: Oh, Oh, Jesus.
1: No. So this one was. It makes me sad because this one was written (laughs) by Marv Wolfman. Um, Jerry Ordway was the artist, John Constanza was a letterer, Tom Zwicko was colorist, and Andy Helfer and Mike Carlin were the editors. So it's like, it's a, it's a pretty good lineup there. Yeah. But it starts out with Superman taking down the Kuraki army and navy because of terrorism. Like, he takes out... <laughs> The entirety of the Army and Navy, without killing anyone, of course, because it's Superman. And then we go to, like, sort of Clark's personal life, where, by the way, he was dating Cat Grant. I always forget that.
0: I'm trying to guess which, trying to picture which Superman I would put opposite Callista Flockhart in that pairing.
1: Hmm. No... The current ones. I
0: just keep flashing on Harrison Ford in a Superman costume, <laughs> which maybe Callista Flockhart's kink. <laughs> hey, Harrison Ford wouldn't make a bad uh, uh, wizard either. He's got the jawline for it.
1: No, no, stop. Stop, no. Okay. Um. Yeah, so Clark was dating Cat Grant, and that just always weirds me out, because I think my brain blocks it out for some reason. <laughs> um... And this is before the whole Toy Man thing, so she's still, like, peppy and upbeat, which, if you don't know, Toy Man killed her son. Oh, a- no, I did not know this. Adam? Adam? Adam Grant? Is that his name? Dude, this I don't know. He was in, like, maybe two fucking issues. But, anyway, Toy Man killed her yeah. son.
0: All news to me.
1: Um, I don't know why I remember this. It was Toy Man, but it wasn't because it was maybe a robot that he made that had a glitch or something, I think. I think that was it. I don't know. I don't fully remember everything, but I think that was right. So he's talking to Cat Grant at work. They're flirting and it is like, he's, he's not, he's, he's not being super wholesome. And it's weird. It's weird.
0: That sounds weird. It sounds like I was maybe not so far off with that Seinfeld joke.
1: Did I mention 1987? Because this is very 1987. A lot
0: of weird things came out of
1: 1987. It sure did. So. Like me. Like me. Throughout the course of... Aw. I didn't. I was next year. Throughout the course of this, Perry White's son, Jerry, gets kidnapped by some some mobsters. So more mobsters. So I got more mobsters. Um... So we have
0: Perry White and Jerry White. Yeah. Is there also a Larry White? Maybe a Carrie White? Probably. Gary White?
1: Maybe uncles, cousins. Grandchildren? Yeah.
0: Grandparents?
1: Yeah. The Perry White son gets... Kidnapped by a mobster who is looking for Perry White to rectify the fact that he has called this dude out and and caused charges to come up against this guy, and Superman spends the rest of this issue, fucking just threatening and terrorizing mobsters.
0: <laughs> Wait, does this does this cross over with uh, Vigilante number thirty?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> turns out it was superman all along wait he puts this one dude at the top of the daily planet like the top of the planet on top of the daily planet and is like (laughs) well god i hope you don't fall Hmm, maybe you should tell me what i need gonna go save an airplane now bye (laughs) and this dude is terrified of heights how uh like are we sure that clark and bruce didn't switch
0: that was my first thought and then i remembered Where does this fall relative to red and blue Superman? Hmm. I don't know. Is this red or blue Superman? I I mean, I guess you would know if you, yeah, if it were, because it would be that on the page.
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that
0: this is around there. Was 87 the year this volume started or 87 the year this issue came out?
1: This issue came out.
0: Okay, then, yeah, this is like four years early, I think.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah, this is, this is like, I would say that this is like precursor to 90s shithead Superman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it certainly sounds that way. Where is he at in mullet length at this point? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is pre-mullet.
1: It is pre-mullet. The top is a little long and wavy and shaggy looking. Uh, the okay. back is, is nice and trimmed though.
0: All right. So more party in the front business in the back.
1: Yeah. Right. He's got that, you know, distinct curl. Yeah. But it's so good. He goes to this pool hall, the Ace of Clubs, and is looking for info, and this relatively dumb gangster accidentally slips him the info that he needs, and he shows up at this dude's apartment, dressed as one of the gangsters. And the dude asks for a smoke, and he lights it with his eyes, or asks for a light, and he lights a cigarette with his eyes, and he's like, Superman? Superman? And he's just fucking terrified. And this is the same guy that he puts on the top of the Daily Planet. Ugh. He shows up at the the main mobster's house, Falk. He shows up at his house and just starts like crushing his valuables. <laughs> <laughs> and You're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> oh. you but anyway, have been Perry White spending
0: too much time with Bruce.
1: Perry White gets his son back, and Jerry is like, "Did you even write the article?" Perry's like, "I was just starting it," and it's like they were going to kill me. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you love this paper so much? And then he just leaves because I guess they won't kidnap him again. And that's the end of it. Well. Yeah.
0: Yep. This is where I I, I say, do you regret not going with door number three for either of these? You know
1: what? Vigilante, maybe. (laughs) Just because I was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I was just super not into it. That's fair. But Superman, no, that was a wild ride. I kind of loved it. Like, <laughs> Superman was an asshole. He was a fucking asshole. And I loved it. <laughs> it's okay to see him like this every now and then, but I, I, like, I like Superman. I yeah. like Superman. He's a good boy.
0: Well, um, with Brian having a work emergency this morning...
1: Oh my God, you're going to go with door number three.
0: Well... I am going to look at the email for door number three and read out the hints. Um, as always, thank you to Darren for giving us door number three. Oh yeah. Here are the clues. Oh Jesus. Although the book is current, the epic journey takes place in the mythic past. As you quest through the conclusion of this tale, don't be afraid when you read boo being critical that's in quotation marks, is the only way things will end successfully. Uh, He also mentions that this is from a large independent publisher.
1: Hmm. I have
0: no clue what this is. Is
1: it going to be a critical role book?
0: I'd be surprised, but...
1: I don't think it takes place in, I mean, mythic past, I guess. I don't don't know. I am intrigued. If it's a critical role book, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be so (laughs) mad. You don't even know.
0: Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see if I can get an option number one and option number two from Brian. And if I do, okay. I will tweet out what what I am choosing. Um, and if not, then I'll probably end up going with door number three. Okay. Yeah. I'm so intrigued. Well, someday, someday we will know. <laughs> All right. Um, also, in terms of things that will be revealed in the future via tweet. Uh, or if we figure out soon enough that I can just edit something in before the episode goes live. We have not settled on next week's book yet. No. Uh, so I cannot tell you now what it will be or if it will be regular issues. Um, I will get with Brian about that and figure it out. And again, we'll tweet. Jin! Yes. Announcement time.
1: Indeed. Um, God, this is this difficult. I'm not gonna lie. I might, uh... Might need a minute. Um, I am going to be stepping away for a little bit. I talked to Brian and Alex about this in like February. Yeah. Um
0: and it was gonna happen much sooner than Yeah, it was
1: going to happen the first week of May. I was gonna be gone. Um But with everything that was going on, I couldn't I I, I just couldn't. I needed I needed this to be a little normal for basically everybody. Yeah. Uh but with you know my workload has doubled occasionally tripled and everything that's going on in the world and the fact that um I I am I'm not in super good health and I haven't been in a very long time um nothing nothing is wrong it's the same thing that's always been there I have intracranial hypertension and migraines and and a, a few other things that just you know really really take away my energy um i just don't i don't have a lot of i don't have a lot of energy right now uh so i'm gonna take a break and i'm going to try and recoup and try and help myself a little and just do a little bit of self-care for a while so i'm gonna be gone for a bit
0: self-care is very important indeed um and i and brian both are completely supportive of this
1: even though he's not here, doesn't seem like he's very supportive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what
1: people will say.
0: Some he's... people might say that. <clears throat>
1: but, but he's doing the thing that is making me so fucking tired all the time. He yeah. is working.
0: Yeah. Um, and yes, obviously, when an Jin's ready to come back, to quote Tom Beaudet, we will leave a light on for you. Thanks. Um, either way, this has been a blast. Indeed. And
1: this show is, is part of my heart and I love you guys. And I love talking to everybody about comics. It sucks that something's got to give and it can't be the thing that, you know, keeps, keeps the actual lights on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, sorry to end this one on a bummer.
1: (laughs) It's not a, it's, it's, it's all good. I will still be around. Yeah. I might pop in every now and then if something is going on.
0: I mean, you I am gonna say I will. I the one thing I will pester you to do is the spooktacular. Oh I'm not gonna God. put pressure oh. on you for anything else, but that absolutely
1: has to like October is my fucking jam. Oh wait, we can't call it that anymore. Yeah, the month of October is my fucking jam. Yeah, spooktacular so, is yeah.
0: So we're playing it by ear. We didn't want Jin to not be here and people to think something was up though.
1: Right. Nobody's mad at anybody. We're all no. good. I'm just taking a little break for me
0: sometimes life uh finds a way to just just be a dick
1: just wreck you it just finds a way to wreck you and i've talked a lot about like podcasting as my therapy you know like we we talk about all these issues that come up in books that that are affecting me personally well they are still affecting me personally even though we talk about them like and having only one day a week that i can fit my life into it's oh it's just Yeah. yeah
0: Now it's. I have had to give the self care is important spiel to so many people over the last few weeks that, like, indeed, it is definitely the right call.
1: Yeah, uh, and you know me, like, I. Oh yeah. You've you've given me the spiel. Oh my god, more times than I have fingers and toes.
0: Yeah, I mean, the reality of the fact. <laughs> they never is listen to you. <laughs> the reality of the fact is that you are taking a break for self care. Says a lot in and of itself.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, there was never any question of is this the right call? As soon as you said it was nope, this is the right call.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but yes. we have every intention of continuing to move forward, and we'll probably try to get some guest hosts in on the show so you don't just hear Brian and me talking at each other all the time. <laughs> um But sometimes it may be that, and I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it yeah yeah i'm alex
1: and i'm jenna go read comics